Welcome back to the Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can catch up on all of our back episodes of The Watchlist with Patty and Bill by going to thewatchlistpod.com. You can also engage with us on social media at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol The Watchlist Pod. And if you just happen to listen on Apple, please give us a five-star review. We would appreciate it. All right. It's been a hell of a weekend, people. Let me just tell you that. So first of all, Patty was on vacation, and she will be until next week. And so she left the show in my hands, which, first of all, might be a fucking mistake because I and I give her all the credit in the world. She is the brains of this particular outfit. And when I say that, you know, she came up with the concept of this show. She also does all of the editing for the show and she posts it. So I so she made out this sheet for me and everything for when she is away. So I I contacted our friend David, so shout out mega to David, and we had a recording session over the weekend. Now, how did this recording session go, you ask? Well, I was having problems hearing myself because there are these little VU meter things that go off when you're supposed to be able to hear your voice. So it finally got to the point where he could hear me I could hear him, and our VU meters were going, right? So I was like, fine, let's do this. So we talked for, I would say, 45 minutes or so. Everything about, you know, what we had seen that week and horror movies in general, because, you know, it is Halloween week, which I can't believe. It's fucking fall already, uh, or fucking Halloween already. And I go to download the audio that we had recorded And wouldn't you know, technology fucking failed me. His voice got recorded, but mine did not. So the entirety of the show that we did didn't happen. Or at least my part of it didn't happen. So I I was like, fuck, are you kidding me? I'm better at technology than this. So... First of all, I have to apologize to everybody for you not getting a normal show this week. I really do. Hopefully when Patty gets back, you know, things will be straightened out. And I and I swear to you, I, I will figure out why I didn't record right. And secondly, uh, it just sucks because we went into what he saw this week. David, that is. And before I get into what I saw, he saw Exorcist Believer. And I'm going to see if I can salvage part of what he said during his uh, during his review of it. But he didn't care for it all too much. And then we sprang board into this whole thing about why horror movies suck these days and how things were better when. And I sounded like a cool old man, let me tell you. Um, like, meh, it was so great in 1973. <laughs> God, I'm an idiot. Anyway. So I apologize for that. I'm going to see if I can insert part of his uh, review into this mock-up of an episode. Oh, God, I suck so bad. Anyway, so the two things that I saw, one of them was called Robots, and it stars Shailene Woodley and Jack Whitehall. And it takes place in the future when 
a fictitious Trump-like president actually succeeds in building a border wall, kicks out immigrants, and then the nation builds a, a line of robots to do menial tasks. And I, and I thought it was going to be much more of a commentary about the humanity or inhumanity of doing that and, and so forth and so on. No. It turns out to be a story of two garbage people. So Jack Whitehall, uh, he plays a womanizing fuckhead who pays to have a doppelganger robot made to actually go out on dates with women. And when it comes time to actually sleep with them, then he switches places, which the, the subtext of that is absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. And and then Shailene Woodley does basically the same thing. She creates a robot version of herself to actually go out and sleep with guys because she's a gold digger. But she doesn't want to deal with the actual guys. So the hilarity, or so-called, ensues when their doppelgangers actually accidentally meet and fall in robot love with each other and run away because it's against the law to actually have doppelgangers of yourself made. And so they're on the hunt for their doppelgangers and blah, blah, blah. This movie is ass. And I and I say that not because there's not a funny bone in this whole picture. There's not. It's supposedly a comedy but it's it's really not a comedy. It just sucks. But for a movie that could have said something about slavery, about the state of the country, it no, it fucking failed on all accounts. Again, not to mention the subtext of of everything going on with with duping women and men and all of that other sort of stuff. So. One of the movies that it reminded me of was Blade Runner because Rutger Hauer's character talked about what it was like to be created and be a slave and only live for so long and how after a while you'd want your own life to be able to do things. And it's such a better movie. And as a matter of fact, I put it on right after I saw this piece of shit, Robots. It's a far better movie with far many more things to say. So if you are looking for entertainment, stay the fuck away from robots. It is now on Hulu. Um, let's see. Uh, Exorcist, Believer. So I'll just say very... Com- this is uh, same train of thought of Bill in regards to idea meeting execution. I think this movie has a, had a tremendous amount of potential in what it was trying to do and bring new life into a franchise, a horror franchise that quite honestly hasn't been touched in quite a while. So it's still relatively fresh. It hasn't been completely bastardized. Um, and it just fails in all aspects, probably the biggest one is being scary. And much like robots not being labeled as a comedy and not being funny, that's the worst thing um, 
that's the, that's how I can condemn this movie. You're a horror movie, but there's you're not scary, and it's not even what what made The Exorcist the the you know the the brilliant movie, the first one. What made it so great is it because was it scary? Hell yes, but it also dealt with so much heavy. It dealt with heavier topics such as wrestling with faith and what to do when you're presented with the ultimate evil and your faith is shaky. How do you stand in your resolve? How do you maneuver that? There's so many deep layers in that movie. Whereas this one, it feels like, hey, we have a cool idea and wouldn't this be cool? And hey, wouldn't this be cool? At a certain point, you have to start asking yourself, what are we trying, what what is the end result here? What are we ultimately trying to do? Are we trying to build a universe or are we just trying to sell, are we just trying to tell a great story from beginning to end? I thought some of the performances were were solid given the the material. Um, There are some, I mean, Ellen Burstyn is a, I mean, she's a legend bit wasted in this movie there's a cameo that again felt very cheap i will say if you are a fan of the exorcist if you're a fan of the exorcist franchise and you haven't seen this movie go watch the tv show that came out uh, i think sometime last decade or so uh i forget the title of the 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 show exorcist I, i think it was on fox Go watch that. That is a much better story if you were a fan of The Exorcist. This, again, cool stuff. Uh, some cool ideas, but purpose. And ultimately, you can have a bunch of cool ideas, but you have to execute them properly at some point. It's cool to be an idea man. But you have to execute on those ideas eventually instead of just delivering empty promises. Now, that could just be sour grapes from what David Gordon Green did to Halloween. But listeners, Bill will attest to, despite what he did with Halloween, I was very much excited and looking forward to this. And the Possession movies, unfortunately, have been done to death. So unless you're going to do something entirely grotesque, there's not much you can do in a possession movie that we haven't already seen since the first movie. And then the second thing that I watched this week, which is, it says it's on Amazon or AMC plus, even though I thought I saw it on Bravo or some shit, just go into your, your, your Xfinity remote. If you happen to have that or Google where you can watch it, it's called the 101 scariest horror movie moments of all time. And I thought this was awesome. It's divided up into eight episodes. And each of these episodes deals with, you know, like 10, 15 or so great horror movie moments. And what's good about this show is that, one, it introduces you to possible things that you would want to see. And it does that based on very specific scenes. So you're like, oh, that could be pretty cool. Um, but the second thing, it, it helps revive that in you, that which you loved about certain horror movies. 
And I started thinking about jump scares and I started thinking about just shit that affected me when I was a kid watching horror movies because my mother, God bless her, I miss her so much. She let me watch anything. So I was watching scary shit, going to the theater when I was like eight or nine, which led to me like renting horror movies, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street and all that other sort of stuff. And I'm glad that I did because I got introduced to Freddy when I was young, Jason when I was young, Michael Myers when I was young. Those are great movies. You may not like horror movies, but it's hard to deny the fact that they have had an impact on pop culture so much that people are still trying to remake them. They copy them all the time, and they are referenced everywhere. And this docuseries, uh, 101 Scariest Horror Movie Moments of All Time, just captures a whole bunch of them. Now, I binged the first four or so episodes, because you can go just like that. I mean, they end, and then the next one picks up. And before you know it, you're like, well, where the fuck did my day go? Oh, my God, I actually need to get up and fold a shirt or something. Anyway, so especially as you're leading up to Halloween and even past Halloween, if you're into horror movies, check out this docu-series. And, and I think you're going to find it fun. It, you know, because especially you can go, oh, yeah, I remember that. So check that out. Definitely stay the fuck away from robots. David, I am so, so sorry for somehow fucking up the broadcast today. I promise I will have you back on uh, soon. And Patty, you are the brains of this outfit. Anyway, do me a favor, folks. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on the Contact Us button. What is your favorite horror movie of all time? I was in the salon the other day. Yes, getting my hair cut. And I was sitting around talking to just the staff in there. And I said, what's your favorite horror movie? And I was very surprised that someone in their their early to very mid-20s, like not old at all, said the original Halloween. And, And I thought that that was really cool. And I guess in my ageist perspective... I wouldn't expect somebody that young to value a movie that came out in 1978 as her favorite horror movie. So I was quite pleased by that because that just happens to be my favorite horror movie. But anyway, what is your favorite horror movie? Let us know. Engage with us on social media at symbol pirate Alice at symbol Bill Ivory Larson at symbol the watchlist pod or click on the contact us button when you go to the watchlistpod.com. Shortest show ever, because technology fucked me. Oh, so sorry, folks. Patty will be back next week, and and I can do a mea culpa in person. But anyway, I hope all of you have an amazing week. And if you enjoy Halloween, have an awesome Halloween. Go see a scary movie or just relive a good old one uh, on your TV screens. Pop in a VHS tape. And we will catch you guys next time. Take care and have an awesome week. Okay, bye.